Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Well, uh, let's welcome A-team guest, uh, Solomon Wang, who is MD of Don Valley Reputation Management and is also a columnist. We're talking about what happened yesterday, the national shutdown and what the international community's outlook was on a brand South Africa. Solly, good evening. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Good evening, Tony. For, for some reason, I can't hear you properly. Your volume is a bit low, but hello. Okay, um, Lyle, please oh, help us. Let's see what can be done. All right, is that's, that's more better. audible? That's All right, uh, yes. in, in, from, from the international community's uh, point of view, uh, what was uh, their, their, their take on yesterday's shutdown here in South Africa? Well, more immediately, I've just come back from a dinner with a couple. He's American, she's Dutch, and they had something bad was happening in South Africa last yesterday. So, what is it? <laughs> I, said, oh, no, no. Uh, I said it was a planned shutdown. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't believe that they've achieved the aims that they set out to achieve. They definitely achieved a lot of publicity out of it. But, uh, and they know Malema, so they know, well, they know Malema, they know about Malema and they, there's not a sense that he is the right person to be, to, for, to, to represent what South Africa wants to be known for, as it were. Now, it wasn't only South Africa that had a <coughs> shut, well, a protest Kenya yesterday. Yeah, Kenya, Kenya well. Tunisia, um, yeah. and, and, and uh, look, in Nigeria also no. had one. Right. What is international community saying about Africa and the state uh, of where we are? Because all these protests yeah. are to do with yeah. politics and uh, and democracy and the rights of the yeah. people. Yeah, correct. I think, look, it's important that we always... Africa is 50, consists of 54 different countries. Of course, these things are happening in Africa. Africa has a... As a globally, Africa has a certain image. Unfortunately, that image is not always a, a, a bright, appealing one. Uh, people think bad things happen in Africa. People think, you know, all these changes of governments through guns and Kalashnikovs, uh, repressive governments, people being arrested for, for, for speaking out, for speaking truth to governments, or for differing with those people in, in government, arrested, killed, disappeared, exiled, all of that. You name it. So Africa, I think that there's so much work that we as Africans globally have to do to change the image of Africa. And it cannot be changed by other people. If it, so when, whenever things happen, look, protests happen in France. They happen in, in other places too. But the thing is, because the, the bar has been set so low for Africa, each time something happens, they think, oh God, I'm not Africa again. But it doesn't mean that protests do not happen in other parts of the world. It's just that people always expect the worst of us. I think that's, that's the best way to put it. And something somehow we need to change the narrative about Africa. How do we change the narrative? Well, by, by planting more positive seeds a lot more often. I mean, I say in brand, my own manager brand, and African or individual African countries are destination brands. You need to, to spend, as I, as I always talk about the 80-20 split. In other words, 80% of the time you spend that time planting positive seeds about you, seeds about your brain, saying good things, 
uh, and doing amazing things that people will remember you that that will end up being the ones that automatically get associated with your brand and and 20% of the time of course you protect your brand because things get thrown at your brand whether it's an it's a personal individual brand or it's a whatever brand it is now you need to be able to say what happens if people start saying wrong things about me what happens if some malicious person starts um, spreading um, fake news about me or about my brand on social media how do i so you got to have a plan for that sort of thing but most of, you shouldn't spend most 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 of the time on the defensive which is what we seem to be doing in africa which we, we need to spend more time celebrating the many amazing things about africa because there are there they are, they are there but uh, but we, we we have to take control of the narrative and put out there a positive narrative about Africa. And for some reason, we're not managing to do that. So we need our PR as a continent, as a country, to be taken seriously, basically. No, PR PR is PR communicates what's on the ground. You know what I'm saying. Mm. So we need to to act in ways. We need to conduct. We need to run our affairs in good ways so that when we add PR to it, PR should be to communicate good things. It shouldn't be about spin. You know what I'm saying? When the, 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 the reality on the ground is too negative and you start putting fancy messages out there, it's, it's spin. So PR, this thing about PRing, Africa doesn't need to be PR. What it needs is for Africans, especially those within power, whether in the business or in the, in the public sector, to start running African affairs in a more ethical way. And that is what is lacking. And the rest will follow suit. Mm. Now, with the politics and where we currently are, uh, Solly, and especially here in South Africa, because 2024, we're expecting to go to the polls. Is the international community looking on on South Africa and, and thinking, well, with what is happening, South Africa is going to make it. Or are they thinking, ooh, let's anticipate more trouble from uh, from uh, uh, South Africa? Look, let's go back many, many years, say, to the to the dawn of our democracy. A lot of people left South Africa, and, they, and those people were, um, I'd call them shocks, if you allow me. <laughs> they left saying, oh, black people are taking over. It's going to go down the same route as other countries. Now, we had an opportunity, not only, we had an opportunity to 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 in, to inherit a country with the institutional startup pack that South Africa had in in ESCOM or, the, or ESCO, what it is what used to be called ESCO, uh, the rail network and the roads and everything, and we needed to build on to build further. I mean, people keep saying, yeah, yeah, those things were there, but they were just white people. Well, some of them, okay, but we needed we had something to start on to build into black areas, as it were, areas that were neglected during apartheid, but instead we destroyed those things, right? So we, we started that we, so all those people at the time, at the dawn of our democracy, who said, just wait and see what they're going to do to this thing. We've given them all the reasons to say, aha, you see, we knew exactly what was going to happen. It's, we can't blame it on white monopoly per capital, on Stellenbosch, on Europe, on West, on America, we can't. We have to take responsibility for that. We've messed up. And I'm, I'm actually being very generous when I say we've messed up. The ANC has messed up in South Africa, okay? And unfortunately, other leaders in Africa have also messed up in, in their own ways. So we, until we look into the mirror and we acknowledge what we see in the mirror, 
and 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 for as long as we misdiagnose the problem, the root of the problem, we're not going to solve the problem. We need to take responsibility and say, okay, we mess up here. How do we change things? We've had thirty years almost. It's going to be thirty years for South Africa that we've messed up um, a country that had so much potential. How do we say? There's something that we need to do differently. There are more checks and balances that we probably thought we would be strong enough, but they were not strong enough. What do we do differently? It's not next year in South Africa. It shouldn't be about changing, replacing solely by with Patricia or Patricia with solely. It should be about what are the systemic changes that we do to give South Africa a chance to stand up again and be proud amongst its peers in Africa, in the developing world, in the rest of the world. And we're not we're not having those conversations. Back to this protest uh, or the national shutdown, it was somewhat peaceful, uh, more than what was being anticipated. Uh, can and also, I mean, there was some positive results we saw from it. The fact mm. that there was no load shedding, so we had power throughout the weekend. <laughs> was uh, it because of the protests? Well, we don't know. We can correlate the two, Sonny. You know, as South Africans, we live in hope, as you said. At least we had power. That's what we say. You know, maybe it has something to do with it. However, I mean, does this tell us that we as South Africans are able to protest in a peaceful way and still have our, our voices heard? When the police are out there, yes. Look, come on, come on, let's not fool ourselves here. If you watched all the videos of Malema ahead of, of, of Monday yesterday, these guys were planning havoc in South Africa. There are videos where he clearly says, you guys shouldn't, you shouldn't have shown the, the, the tools of trade or the weapons of trade. With all these tires and bricks that were laid in strategic places all over the places that were kept, that were collected by the police, they... The, the, the Malema changed his narrative. When he saw that most South Africans were like hurtful, as we say in South Africa, and the government came out and said, no, we're not we're letting you do this, he changed his narrative. And then he even gave a speech. Basically, if you look at the speeches he gave just before the, 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 the protest, and the speeches he, he gave in, basically said, okay, I don't have a chance here, I don't have support, enough have support, including in my... Maybe the only people who supported him are the people in the Red Beret. But other people, the rest of South Africa government was like, no, we don't want this order. We don't want to see another July event happening here. Malema toned down a little bit. So Malema didn't, Malema didn't plan a peaceful event. Okay, let's not fool ourselves. Malema planned havoc in South Africa. But the police came out in big, for, in, 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 in big numbers. The government prepared itself for it. And he toned down because he knew he wouldn't lose. It. So the, we'll be fooling ourselves if we give Malema credit for organizing a peaceful event because that's what he set out to achieve he had to do that because because he knew that the world was was against him mm. um but can can we be peaceful when we want to get a message across yeah well, of course we can we should be peaceful again i think that we should what we should do you know you know demonstrating of course it's, it's understandable we have the right you know you have to from time to time raise placards and stand in the streets and say uh, go away do this and all that but i think that what the real change can only happen when south africans realize uh, stop asking who, whom should we vote for they need to vote for not anc definitely not for eff okay because while the ANC continues to be in power, I don't see South Africa standing up again. So you, for, for you to institute the systemic changes that need to happen, while the ANC is in there, the ANC will go in drills with Russia, they will 
send money to Cuba. They will do whatever they want. They could even try again to pull South Africa out of the ICC. They can do anything because there's too much power in the hands of the ANC. If you give power, too much power, to the same bunch of people for too long, as we have done with the ANC, 30 years has been very generous. They, they start thinking it belongs to them. The ANC believes South Africa belongs to the ANC. The South Africa does not belong to the African National Congress. So we need to, to, to give them a kick, an electoral kick in the backs, in the butt, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the butt, if you want, so that they get off to work in the wilderness and to appreciate that when, if they get voted again into the, in the first, first of all, they must go out there, find their soul, if there's still a soul to be found, and they humble themselves and they realize that when you get elected into power in South Africa, it's at the pleasure of the people of South Africa, not at your own pleasure. And the ANC thinks it's in power for its own pleasure. And that is a big problem. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with Anonymous Susan K today. Social Conversations. Still in conversation with the Solly Mueng, MD of Don Valley Reputation Management. Uh, we're talking about uh, the brand South Africa reputation and uh, the outlook from international community since yesterday's national shutdown. I've got Anonymous on the line. Eighty man Anonymous in KZN. Good evening. Good evening and good evening to the FMD listeners. Uh, I'm here to warn guys like Soli and other experts. You see what happened to Zoomers prior to 2009. The way the experts in the media, they were so against Zoom, changed people to be sympathetic to Zoom. So I don't believe if the, the media was, was not biased against Zoom, was Zoom was going to be voted with so much, with 62% in power. The same thing they are doing now, they are going to change people to, to be to, to, to be sympathetic towards Malema, the way they are, everyone, the, the media people, the, the so-called experts, the brand experts, all those experts, the independent, what, 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 they are going to change the South Africans to be sympathetic to, to Malema, not because of the, what you call the, the, the political ideology or what, just because the system is against him. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm warning, I'm warning, because I've seen people now, other people, they were so against Malema, they are turning down, that they, they are being changed by the media and the experts. Thank you. So are you saying that South Africans are, are, are those who go for the underdog? or uh, no, look, at put, for... look at politicians out of pity? Because that's what it sounds like you're saying. No, you see, once the certain, there's a... A certain narrative that is being driven, that you hear when you open the newspaper, they, say, they, they tend to rebel against that narrative. So that so, so South Africans will rebel? Ruling. You're saying South but, Africans uh, will rebel uh, against anything that is being reported? No, the not, not, not being reported. Like there's a, it seems as if there's a certain agenda by the middle class and the ruling class. I've seen people changing because of that in South Africa. Because I've noticed that in two, before 2009, in 2005, everyone they were not pro, so they were not pro Zuma. But towards 2007, eight, everything changed. The scale changed to be pro Zuma. So I'm seeing the same thing now. With this narrative that is being pushed in the agenda, it's going to just work in favor of Malema. Watch the space. Thank you, Anonymous and KZN. Uh, Sally, please do come in here. It seems like uh, Anonymous you know, is saying South Africans are just listened. emotional and we are going to just sway for the underdog. 
I'm listening to this thing. I'm trying to understand what this gentleman. It's a pity that he's also calling in as anonymous. I don't understand what he's saying. I honestly do not understand what the point is made trying to make. The people will make up their own mind. I will not, there's no narrative here. Okay, we. I'm describing I, and I cannot speak for other people. I am giving you a view from my perspective as a as a reputational management expert of what happened and how how I think the what the impact would have, would be. But it's it's a, it's an opinion, and I'm not going to stop giving opinions because some people might listen to my opinion and support Malema because he's an underdog. Malema is no underdog. Okay, if you still look at Malema as an underdog, you have a problem. You need to be checked. <laughs> All right. So, Sally, um, let's uh, l- let me hear from you. Um, maybe just things that you think should be done right now by South Africans themselves to up our global view from, you know, a reputation management point. Look, uh, the thing is the people who run our affairs, who, who loaded over South African affairs, uh, we, we, we continue doing what, what they do. I mean, yesterday's events, the, the irony of them is that suddenly South Africans were, had to choose between government, which is run by the African National Congress, which is responsible for all the troubles that we are in, and Malema, who is an anarchist, because that's what he is. Okay? Uh, and so suddenly we had to choose between the least of the devils. And of course, yesterday, the, the least of the devils was government, which is what we know it to be, which is run by the by Lutheran House. So it's, it's a set state of affairs for South Africans. It's almost like having to choose between load level, load, load shedding level six and five, or load six and seven. So six is better than seven or seven. And we shouldn't be here as South Africans. We need to say, how do we change things in a way that will make sure that the, ch- the changes are sustainable. And the, the things, if you look at the South African opposition classes, they are, they, they, there are too many ego, egos there. Everybody thinks they will, they will be the president, they'll be, they'll be the next best thing for South Africa. I've said it before. And I think what they need to do is to say, what is best for South Africa? What South Africa, what the work that needs to be done for South Africa is bigger than any one individual or their ego. It it requires South Africans coming together to say, how do we collaborate to take South Africa back and save it and, and, and give it a chance to stand up again and be the most amazing country? It can be because it has, I still believe that it has a potential to become that. South Africans have to come to think out of the box about how to save South Africa. But if we're going to keep trying the same methods over and over again, we're going to find ourselves having the same conversations next year. If we, I mean, look at the coalitions, the coalitions in Ekuruleni, Devon is happening in Petwani, uh, Johannesburg. We don't want to find ourselves with people having these political parties having crossed the line and saying to themselves, okay, how much did you get? How much did you get? How much did you get? What position do you want? What put foot with foot? It's all about them. Suddenly, the voters get forgotten until the next elections. So we need to say, how, what kind of pact must be put together so that these guys, when they go through the, the elections next year, they don't cross the, to the other side and end up with one guy, one party, you know, um, one in person parties being given cars or checks or money under in, in brown envelopes so that they can sway votes to favor the status quo that we're trying to solve to sort out today. Something has to happen in terms of a pact that nobody can go against. In and that pact must be about for South South Africa. What are we going to promise, especially to that increase in number of South Africans who have given up on voting? 
What do we say to them to come back and support and vote again? And now what do we say to the political parties who want to share in South Africa so that they put into their campaign something that, that stands for South Africans? I don't know. They, they, there's going to be some kind of pact. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves having the same conversations again. The only way in South Africa can be changed democratically is through elections. I don't see any other way. So here's a message from Maswabi. I'll just read part of it. It says, uh, Suspect, your guest is always on point. I just wish all these illiterate politicians uh, can hear him. Voice note now. Hello, Patricia. Good, mean, good evening. As much as there's a lot of anti-ANC sentiments in the media, the guy you have there is a bit balanced. He is not bias for Malema. There are analysts that I know are that are very anti-ANC. I mean analysts like your Asandangwashe, like your this guy was Swana but Swana. But there's a lot of anti-ANC sentiment in the media nowadays especially the analysts they are pushing the malema agenda revolutionary greetings sister and the viewers at home and your guests in any studio uh, i gotta tell you one thing that what malema is doing and the eff they're doing what sobuko and hani and others have been trying to do before they leave this world hence they were planned the allegations says they were planned now what I'm trying to say in that is that the South Africans themselves, if they could remember that they are Africans, if they could remember that they are struggles one with other countries, with other countries within the continent, but what we need, what we need to put on the forefront is the fact that Ubuntu should lead us, liberation of a mind should lead us. Because what happened is that the Africans, they're still killing one another, and the way in a way, the more we kill one another, the more we dispossess one another, the more the white man still takes over, the confusion is happening on the process, and then we'll never find ourselves. So what have, what needed is liberate the mind. This is the Mabet Lembo for State. Thank you. Thank you, A-teamers, uh, for your contributions. Um, please do uh, weigh in, Solly, so we can wrap up our conversation. Look, we need to acknowledge that South Africa is a diverse country. It will always be a diverse country. This narrative that the white man is the enemy is nonsense. People must just get out, get out, get, you know, just grow up a little bit. Okay, in South Africa, if you look at the state of South Africa today, there are bad people and there are good people in all groups. There are white people who are doing amazing things in South Africa for South Africa. And there are black people who are doing crazy bad things that are destroying South Africa. There are Indian culture people in. So you can't say that you are white, therefore you are the enemy of South Africa. Of course we are an African country. Of course we want to be part of and work with Africa. But there are places, in instances where South Africa we lead. For instance, in our constitution, we have enshrined the rights of the LGBTIQ plus community. Many other countries in Africa have uh, criminalized being gay, being lesbian. We have to lead. We can't, we can't bring ourselves down to those people and say, because you are African brothers, you criminalize, you arrest people because they are gay, then we're going to do it. It's nonsense. South Africa, leadership means something. Whether you at a country level, at an individual, there are lonely, mo lonely moments. South Africa must lead and South Africa must appreciate that part of its wealth is the diversity of its nation. White people 
There are white people who've never been to Europe who are South Africans. We must embrace them. We must just punish people on the basis of their deeds and their actions, not on the basis of their skin color. We, we, this, it's nonsense to say that the white man is an enemy. It's nonsense. Many black men are enemies of Africa and they're authors of Africa's pain. All right, let's uh, wrap it up there, uh, Sally. Thank you very much for your time and also for just uh, giving us an understanding of what international community has to say around uh, brand South Africa at this juncture. Thank you.